no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It's kind of hard to step out of that one. You stand by his word. He will come through. Come on now. Songwriter said, God will do all he said he would do. You stand by his word. He will come through. All you ought to let that marinate in your spirit right now. He's true to his word, church. He'll take care of you. I know it might seem tough sometimes. And I know it might seem bleak. But God is, is a good God. He's going to take care of us. And some people think when we say that, we say it naively. But that's some of us who've got experience of being kept by God and God alone. Some people know the truth of the matter that when all others forsake you, can't nobody do me like him. Can't nobody keep me like him. Can't nobody protect me like him. He's that kind of God. I understand my announcements that I read beforehand um, didn't come through as clearly. So very quickly now, I want to remind you that we still got some church members who are struggling right now. In particular, I want to lift your awareness to our own sister Cynthia Jenkins. Sia, as we call her. Sia is still recovering. She's recovering from COVID. So 45th Street is not pristine with respect to this disease. In case you think we're just going through this for form or fashion, it's folk we love who's struggling with this disease. She's not the only member of 45th Street to have been touched by COVID. Just because you haven't heard, it doesn't mean it's not happening. So we thank God she is recovering. And she's in recovery center right now. And prayerfully, the Lord will allow it. She'll be able to get out this week. But this has been going on for her now for at least three weeks. This disease is insidious. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not hurting people you love, affecting people you love. I'd also ask you to continue to pray for Deacon Willie Miles and his wife, Patricia, in addition to burying his brother, Walter Miles, who we knew and loved. She also had to bury her brother on yesterday. That family is struggling right now. And no matter what kind of faith and strength you have, blows like that to your family can shake you. So continue to pray for them. I tell you what, it's time for us to get the word of God. And so I'm, it's my pleasure today to invite our brother, our friend, Reverend Casanova Bristow, who's going to come and bring a word from the Lord. I'd also ask you this before, as he's coming up, tune in on Tuesday night from Prince of Peace, Peace Catholic Church. Uh, in Hoover. I'll be a part of an interdenominational panel and we'll be having a prayer service for members who've been affected by COVID and the community in general and all the issues we're dealing with. It starts at 630 and it'll be live stream. Prince of, Peace, Prince of Peace Catholic Church. We'll send out more information to all of our platforms. If you would now, slip your hand up wherever you are. Ask the Lord to bless this man as he comes to preach for us and say his name, Reverend Bristow. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Come on, brother. Amen. Tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus, 
just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the say the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad that I learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me and will be until the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Amen, amen, amen. Tis so sweet to trust him in such a time like this in our nation, in our communities. We need to trust him more for he is the only one who can bring peace, who can bring calm to a storm. This morning, I'd like to thank my pastor for this opportunity to bring a word. All the praise, all the glory belongs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For just a brief moment, let us pray. Almighty God, it's once again that we come before that throne of grace not being worthy, Lord, to stand before you, but we are grateful that thou saw fit, Father, to let us in, to let us come. We're asking right now, Father, that you will bless everyone that is tuned in, those who are here, Father, to hear word from you. I pray that thou would increase and that I would decrease. Use me as thou will see fit, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless our sick and shut in. Bless our bereaved families. Bless our hurting nation, Father. Lord, I have been troubled because I read in your word, you have said, be angry, but sin not. Help us, Lord, as we would protest, Lord, to not sin, Lord, because thou hast required of thy people to behave and act a certain way. In spite of the injustice, in spite of the wrong, we are to carry ourselves like children of the Most High. 
be an example for all to see. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and give thanks right now. And all the people of God said amen, amen, and thank God. If you have your Bible with you on your app or the hard copy, I'm going to invite you to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. And if so, I may read verse 31 as well. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30, and I'm going to read verse 31, it reads, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the head and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord. May the Lord bless the reader, the hearer and doer of his word. I want you to hear this message and it's dedicated to the men as this money is Father's Day. God is searching for a man. Where is he? Not a male, but a man. We see lots of males in the streets, but where, are, where is the man? Where are the men? who would lead a peaceful demonstration, who would teach our young ones that as we move forward in protest, we don't destroy. We help build up. There's a way to bring about attention to every situation. But in this message for today, I ask the question, can you hear the cry for real men? To stand up for right and righteousness in Christ. It can be heard from our school systems, from principals and teachers, saying we need to help with your children. It can be heard from our police officers and judges who are just trying to maintain order. It can be heard from single parent homes, mothers, aunts, Grandparents who are trying to raise children all alone. It can be heard from the pulpit. Yeah. Pastors calling for men yeah. to come to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear it? God calling man and saying, where art thou? Yeah. I dare you to flip your book to Genesis 3 and 9 because he calls Adam, Adam means man, where are thou? Where are you? Yeah. I tell you, it's like a Bigfoot search. When looking for a man, it, it is a Bigfoot search uh, of the abominable snowman. 
Y'all don't hear me in here. There are evidence all around. You have footprints. Occasional sightings. A blurred photo here and there. But the man himself is nowhere to be found. Where are you? Remember God said he searched for a man. Now the book of Ezekiel chapter 22 summarizes the sins and the abuses of the nation of Israel. And as punishment for their sins, God says that he will disperse them among the nations. The gap here represents the danger facing them. And God's wrath is about to break through in judgment on a sinful city. Something has happened to make the people be in such a situation, an uproar that they're in. What makes it worse is that there was no one who was willing to intercede in righteousness on the behalf of the city and seek God's mercy. Where is the man? You go back through the Bible, you, you, you will see Abraham interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. Even though there was a city in sin, he began to plead with God, if you can find 10, 20, God said he wouldn't destroy the city. Moses is another one. When the children of Israel made their God as a God had brought them out, Moses interceded for them. God wanted to destroy them. But Moses interceded. Not only that, you have Jesus, the great intercessor, the one who interceded for the whole world when we weren't fit to live nor fit to die. He interceded on our behalf unto God. In a day and time as this, we need someone to intercede for our people. Somebody needs to go and tell them and grab them and show them how to do it the right way. Here in Birmingham, when we had such a destruction, there were no men out there with them. Boys running wild, males running wild. We needed some real men to say this is how you do it. Note that God searched for such a defender, but found no one. It appears that if someone had been willing to stand in the gap, judgment could have been avoided. But since no one was available or willing to defend the breach, Meaning there was a breakdown, there was a hole in the wall, uh, uh, wrong information had been put out. Since nobody was willing to, to put out the right information and rebuild the wall by telling what is right, by being an example for what is right, judgment fell. When we fail to take our rightful place in God, when, when we fail to stand up for what is right, then understand God going to judge us. Not only that, to make matters worse, in Ezekiel 13, the false prophets of Israel are condemned because they chose not to repair the breach in the wall and stand in the gap. You had those who knew 
what was right, but failed to, to stand up and speak what was right. When you know better, you should do better. When you know, you should tell somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. If you're trying to save somebody, tell somebody about Jesus. Don't keep Jesus to yourself because he didn't save you for yourself, but for somebody else. What I come to realize is that this appears to be true for today. There are plenty of males around but a lack of men. Now with that being said, there is clearly a big difference between being a male and a man. As well as how one would define manhood. How would you define manhood? Did your daddy or your mama define manhood for you? Oh, maybe it was your wife, your girlfriend, a relative, the TV show or a movie that you picked up manhood from. I tell you what, let us just close our eyes and paint a picture of a man in our mind. In your mind, you just close your eyes and paint that picture of that man in your mind. So how does he look? How does he speak? How does the man act, or should I say behave? I'll let you marinate on that for a moment as I pause for station identification. Now open your eyes and take that image of the man that you created and toss it out. And consider only what God says as I go to Genesis. The man that God created in his image and his likeness is a godly man. A selfless man and not a selfish man. He is selfless because he cares about those around him. When you do good, he do good. He is a man who visibly demonstrates the comprehensive rule of God under the lordship of Jesus Christ. What do you mean, Reverend? In other words, a man of God's essence is centered around his alignment and submission to God. God never expects man to act independently of him. Since the creation of man, God created Adam to be accountable to him. I want you to know, man, that God expects you to be accountable to him. God created a garden specifically for him and placed him in it. Don't you know God has created a garden for every man here on earth? God has your own secret place for you. Where you can thrive and be all that you can be. But you got to be willing to be aligned with him and be subservient to him. You got to be submissive to him. What I learned in the book was that God gave him, man, a job, a purpose, and a destiny to fulfill. Do you know your job in the Lord? 
Do you know your purpose in God? Do you know the destiny that he has set for you to fulfill? Most of all, God gave man instructions to live by. Adam was to operate under God's divine authority and not his own. In the book of Ezekiel, the people begin to do things on their own. They begin to behave like they want to behave. They begin to do what they want to do. A lot of them knew what God said, but because everybody else was doing it, then I'm going to do it too. Sin was abounding all around. And when I see it in our city, because somebody chooses to do something wrong, don't you do it. Our parents used to say, if, if, if he jump off the bridge, you're going to jump off too? We got to be about doing what is right, what is pleasing in the eyesight of God. Hear me now, God created the chain of command and Adam was to be properly aligned to him. Who command are you following? Who are you following today? The cry still goes out. Where are you? In closing, I want to share this thought with you. When a car is out of alignment, there are visible signs of wear and tear on the tires. Now, you can rotate the tires, but that won't fix the car's problem, your car's problem. I realize the same is true of man. When man is not properly aligned with God, visible wear and tear appears in his life, in his family's life, it appears on his job, and it appears in his community. Understand when, 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 when you're not aligned, you're off balance. Yeah. And then your car, a car have a tendency to pull to one side or the other. When, when, when you're supposed to just stay straight. This is the problem we have to avoid today. I need you to, 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 to get the remedy, to get the answer. And, 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 and the only solution to this is for you, for me, for us to return back to God. Because he is the only one who can fix our alignment and balance our life. He's the only one that can get us back on the straight and narrow path. All right. All right. All right. This is where it is today. Where are you, man? As the call continues to go out since the fall of man, God continues to call man and he's searching for a man. Yeah. Yeah. Is it you? Is it you? Come on, man. Are you willing to answer the call? Are you willing to stand up and be counted? Well, that's Come on. This is where it is now. Let us be about doing right and righteousness in the name of Jesus. Let us stand up for what's right.
His name is Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem. He was reared in Nazareth. He was tried in unjust courts. He was hung, crucified, dead and buried. But the word of God says that he didn't stay dead. But that he got up on the third day morning with all power in his hand and declared that I am he that was dead but behold I'm alive forevermore and have the keys of hell and death in my hand. Jesus, the lily of the valley. Jesus, the bright and morning star. Jesus, the rose of Sharon. Jesus, Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will. He's Daniel's zookeeper. Jesus, who is he to you? Is he your way out of no way? Is he your bread on the table? Is he your water when you're thirsty? He'll be your lawyer as well as the judge in the courtroom. He'll tell you, I find no fault. The word says, a good man falling seven times. But he get up. None of us is without error. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the shortage has been made through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As our pastor comes, I leave you with this. Where are you, man? God bless you and keep you as some friends.